got a wild one for you this week. That's right. We have the iconic, legendary, international, but somehow can't get a good internet connection, Peppermint on the show. I had listen. What? Well, how dare you drag an icon and a legend? Like Excuse that? me. I'm friends with her. I'm on her music. Why does peppermint smell like a cinnamon? <laughs> We talk about everything. We talk about Broadway. We talk about touring the world. We talk about writing original music. We talk about being on TV. We talk about being an icon. We really covered it all. We did it. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. And happy Janet Jackson Day. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bust You turn around and boom You end up with a sloppy second Oh, diva Our number is 213-536-9180 Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com Now on with the show Hi, you slaps, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Second with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that is Big Dipper. Hello. You put a little growl on it today, didn't uh, that you? That was uh, not optional. That, I think, is still from my traveling illness that I caught from Brooklyn, New York. Now, did you watch Friends growing up? Did you ever I, watch that sitcom? I did, yes. There was an episode arc once where Phoebe Buffay, who was yes. a character, famously a character, character on, on Friends, yeah, she yeah. played the guitar, and so she got a yeah. She got a cold one time, and it made her voice very sexy, sexy and sensual. So then she tried to keep the cold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By licking things, <laughs> kissing men. Do you remember when they, like, there was a whole episode arc about the Smelly Cat becoming a number one song? Yes. It wasn't, wasn't her voice? Yes. I would like to do that, but with our guest. I would like to use her singing voice oh. as mine. Yeah, you're going to tap into the talent. For the rest of my life. <laughs> Why don't you introduce our, our world-famous guest today? Absolutely. Internationally renowned. Uh -huh. We have the drag queen, recording artist, uh -huh. TV personality, an activist, and beauty icon and legend. And actor, film actor, film Broadway actor, Broadway actor. actress. Literally everything. Jesus. Um, it's the internationally celebrated Peppermint! Hey, Look at me. this. Hello, Diva. <laughs> Icon. How are you? Hi, gorgeouses. Oh, I'm amazing. I'm feeling very good. Love. I'm feeling mostly alert this, <laughs> the, this very first week of Pride Month. Isn't it? <laughs> I posted on June 1st. I'm already exhausted. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You've got a lot going on. You always have a lot going on. Absolutely. But I too much. I say I listen I listened to Bianca Del Rio years ago mm -hmm. when she said this was right when she won Drag Race and she was like, girl bitch. <laughs> girl bitch. Girl bitch. Say yes to everything. And yes. I have, and I think she's trying to set me up. I think <laughs> she was trying to set me up because honey, that was the worst advice I'd ever gotten from any. Living thing. Well, it's no okay. living thing at all. Because oh. because that bitch doesn't say yes to everything. She sits at home at in Palm all. Springs. She doesn't have a book public. Or does she? No, she, no, does she have doesn't a have a book. No, blame it on Bianca. She has a book. Oh. I was going to say, the things that yeah. all the queens have, she doesn't really do. An she album? Just, she never made an album. She just goes out on her own. She makes all the money in the world touring, and then she sits her ass at home in Palm Springs. She sure does. She's like, oh, you need somebody for the brunch? Call Peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> 
And here I am. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She told me yes. If you're gonna take, she scra- told me to say yes. If you're gonna take scraps from anybody, the Bianca Del Rio absolutely. scraps are pretty good. That's Let true. Me tell, tell you that much. We're seven days into Pride. What have you been up to so far? Huh, girl. What I haven't? Okay, so I've been. Uh, I was trying to like rejuvenate myself after a busy uh, May, May and well, a busy spring mm-hmm. because I was in Canada filming. Uh, season two of Call Me Mother, a drag reality competition show that I'm on. on oh, oh yeah, and <laughs> and um and so we just finished. We just wrapped season two, and I was exhausted. I needed a whole week off from that, but I couldn't because literally the day I landed, we had to start back up again June first. Um, and so I've already done a couple of Pride gigs, uh, a bunch of press uh, and interviews. I did a. Um, I was really excited to uh, go to the premiere of Fire, Fire Island. Island. Yes! yes. Okay, let's talk about Fire Island because we, we both just watched it. Yes, and obviously. Okay, what did you think? What did you think? I loved okay. it. I so loved good. Joel Kim Booster. I loved the entire cast, and you were so funny. You were so good, and you looked so incredible. Was that one of your own outfits? Did you bring that yourself, or was that made for you? Girl, that was Marco Marco. And you kn- I was so excited because we've never really worked together. Oh, and you and Marco. They- really? We haven't. I've never worn, he's never dressed me. And so I was very excited and they were like, okay, you're going to work together. And, you know, the pieces kind of came through last minute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, how, that's what it's a the movie. pieces it's of the puzzle, movie. not right. the dress. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Are we okay? We're good. We're just, We're just having over a great here. time. That's all. We uh, just love you. Um. The uh. So anyway, so it was coming through, and I was like, okay, great. And it, the the outfit was lovely. It fit me like a glove. I was so excited. I felt very pretty in the in the film, in the picture. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, okay, thanks, peppermint. That was great. You can take off that dress and you can go put it on the um the wardrobe hanger to go back to the studio and your car's over there. And I was like, oh! And so I didn't get to keep the outfit. What? Oh my God. To my body. Peppermint, drag queen 101, you, you steal, steal it! You just take <laughs> it! Listen, listen. No, that was a big budget. Yeah, yeah. That was like a searchlight like. film. They, no, no, no. They, I, I know. But they were sharking. They were circling <laughs> that dressing room. They kept coming in every two minutes. You need help taking that off? Joel, Joel, Joel. where's the dress? Because we know it's just sitting on a hanger <laughs> somewhere. Well, maybe they're going to display it like in 10 years. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. It. It's not like I need more clothes. <laughs> you know? yeah, we, as we know from your last appearance on Sloppy Seconds, your clothes <laughs> come to get you. They'll try to kill you. They, they'll come and <laughs> tear your meniscus and your Achilles. <laughs> M- hello, murdered by Marco. Marco, <laughs> bitch, you got too many clothes in here. Okay, I okay, so I did a comedy show with Joel Kim Booster maybe a month, a month and a half ago, and we were just starting to see the press or like the promo come out for the movie, and he told uh-huh. me about shooting 
the scene with you. And he was like, you know, Peppermint's in it. She was so great. And he basically described that, like, the scene, obviously the scene in the movie, you're hosting your own drag show and there are, you know, people there that you're entertaining and you run this dance contest. And basically he was like, she literally hosted for hours on end, kept everyone entertained while we were shooting other people's scenes. And she was in the background. She was still just like riffing and being like a total pro and so entertaining. So just so you know, that's the word around town about you, Miss Peppermint. That's great. That is so sweet. Yeah. Did you go to Fire Island a lot, like in your New in York your club life. career? Do you go to Fire Island a lot? Yeah, uh, yeah. I my first job was I followed very closely behind um, the legendary Candace Kane, who had shows on Fire Island and, of course, in and on the mainland uh, at you know Barracuda and all over town. The mainland. And so when she moved to Los Angeles. Uh, I was the gal that they called to to take over. So I took over. I covered her at Barracuda, and then I covered her her show at the Blue Whale, um, which was on a restaurant on fire, like a dinner theater on rest uh, on Fire Island. That's cool. And um and yeah, so that was my show. Uh, it was Fire Island was the hottest, the highest paid um, gig or booking that I'd had up to that point. Like they were paying me. Good money. Coins. 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 You don't want anything else to say. You don't want anything else to say. Coins. I, okay, I'm, like, this is going to, tomorrow, I'm getting on a plane and flying to New York, and then I'm going to Fire Island for the first time ever this weekend. I've never been. Oh, you've never been? Never been. When I lived in New York, I never went up there. Me either. Six years. Never went. I mean, it is Long Island, but, (laughs) honey. Oh. Get ready. You didn't have to call it like that. Whatever you whatever you have, whatever you take, bring extra. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? Island. It's gonna be it's ruined? Gonna it's stolen. gonna get stolen? Oh, it's gonna get stolen. No, no, I don't mean I don't mean goods and merchandise. I mean like aspirin, whatever you take, oh, bring it's just, extra. It's hard to be out there. Well, thank God Dipper's still. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's hard on your even honey, I don't drink. Mm. And you feel like you're like it's just like you feel you wake up with a hangover even if you don't drink right. because it's just like it's hard on your body. There's no cell phone. Okay, there's I'm complaining. It's no, a lot it of out. fun because it's a it's a queer wonderland. But there's no cell phone service. There's no cars, which is fierce. But also like, damn, you gotta walk. Okay, we gotta walk. And then um, you know, there's ticks everywhere. This is what I heard. Is it that bad? Uh, you get a tick. Honey, you get I, a tick. Was, you get a tick. <laughs> there was like this, it was like a scene of a beautiful of Bambi and a little fawn comes through the forest up towards us coming down the length, the way. And, oh, it's a deer. And I go closer to it and it I come, like it's coming through. And I was like, oh, it has, um, it's, it's eyes are kind of pronounced. <laughs> And it's coming closer. And girl, let me tell y'all, its eyes were like bloodshot red. And it was coming closer to me. And when it got probably like two feet, because they're not afraid of a, of humans. The deer. No, there, no, no, no. I'm sure people learned. are feeding people it. People feed them all the time, yeah. Yeah. And the deer comes up. And I, this is so gross. Yuck. I <laughs> swear to you, 100% of the perimeter, all the way around its eyes, were lined 
and ticks <laughs> around its eyes. They go, they go to Sucking. the ears, they go to the eyes, they go in the folds of the face, they go in between the paws. <laughs> ah! Ah! It was so gross. Don't, don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. It was nasty, y'all. I ran so fast. Tick, I need tick repellent this weekend. All right. Well, yeah, uh, we're going to get together. Take a we'll take a quick break. break and be right back with you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really. How would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would, like, pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just... I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back! Oh, she took an actual break. Oh. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> yeah, tell us. It's something um, that uh, I'm in the hotel and they don't have any damn, so, um, like a regular ass uh, Diet Coke. And so I'm drinking New Wave soda. No. No sugar added, first of all. Hell no. Get out of here. Ingredients 25 slightly sweet calories, politely <laughs> caffeinated. No sweeteners, no artificial colors, no preservatives, no artificial flavors. Nasty. That that soda doesn't deserve rights. What you keep talking about with you being in a hotel? Where where are you? What city? What city are you Tell in us. right now? I'm in LA. Yeah. Pope. I know. Don't say it. I just <laughs> we, got here. We we're, we're in, in LA. LA. Sitting here. I know. <laughs> I just. It's not my fault. I just you, got oh, here. Just got like, here. Like, like this morning. Been able, no, I she just flew in. We wouldn't Literally have had moments time. ago. Yeah. Oh my god, from New York? That is the worst flight. No, you came in from Canada, right? Oh, Canada, that's right, that's right. No, I came I came from <laughs> I came from Canada to New York and then Whoop. from New York to uh where was I? Uh Missouri. <laughs> Missouri? No, no, that's what? where I'm going. I was in um 
Oh, Bitch, where was you I? are so where booked. in the world? You is are so oh booked. God, where was I? Oh my god, I was in. I can't remember, but I was in another state. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my god, where was I? Wait, you I remember, to remember a meal, a meal yeah, you had, or a gig. Meal. What did you do? What color was the air? What did I do? I did a show. I did a show. Ooh, ooh. Did they tip? I was in. Was it American um, currency? It was in United States. Okay. okay. Um. North South. It, it was. It was. It was. It was right in the uh, middle. Maybe Midwest. Okay. Ohio. Oh, Iowa. Missouri. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I know they I love. In, I wasn't in Minneapolis. What state is Minneapolis in? Minnesota. 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 I was in Minnesota. Minneapolis, St. Paul. What other cities? Oh, it was in Minnesota, but it wasn't Minneapolis. Yeah, it wasn't Minneapolis. What other? You know, I got to tell you, never eat the sushi in Minneapolis. Bitch. It made me sick as hell. I'm going to look at my calendar right now. St. Cloud. Because this is getting my nerves. Minnetonka. (laughs) Are you looking it up? No. No, I I have family in Minnesota. Yeah, look at Pep's Instagram. Bitch, there's no drag show in Minnetonka. You, you don't, don't know. know. Let's. Ah! Uh, <laughs> there might be a pizza shop that lets the girls do rolls down the street. Or okay, whatever. sure. <laughs> you can go ahead and look up that little club gig, but I want to go ahead and talk about your feature in W Magazine. Come on. Oh, my, I, can I tell you, I did not even know that that was going to be in W Magazine. Are I was you in kidding? Milwaukee. How did you not know? This is Wisconsin. Uh, Milwaukee, yeah. Oh, Wisconsin. you were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Were you at Trixie's bar? This yes, is it? I was at, this is it. This is it, Milwaukee, is Wisconsin. It. Mm-hmm. Home of Jada Essence Hall. <laughs> and she was from Michigan. No, oh. she lives in Milwaukee and Vegas and kind of LA. Pep, this is a gag. This is you drinking tea in W Magazine Just in florals on a gilded couch. How did this come about? What Tell us about this. I, for, I did not know that that was going to be, that this was a W Magazine feature. I did not. Trust me. I, did, I mean, look, bitch, I didn't even know where I was yesterday. You know I didn't know that it was going to be in the magazine. I remember doing the interview, and it was so, it was a great interview. Uh, the interviewer was wonderful, and we just really got along. It was just like a regular conversation. And then and then my publicist sends me the link. He was like, here, W Magazine. I was like, W Magazine? I was like, oh, can you get me in W Magazine? Bitch, I was in W Magazine. <laughs> Um, and so that's a nice moment for me because that's, I've never been in that magazine and it feels very legit. You are very legit. Yeah, you're super legit. It's so crazy because you're telling, you're like telling us this stuff and I'm like, I wish I could be at the level where I'm like surprised that I'm in W magazine. Not like fighting and clawing to make it happen. Just kind of like a... Oh, I, I, I've worked so hard. I've had this huge career and this is what I deserve. Yeah. Don't you think, I have a question about press. Because yeah. you are a very like authentic and open person. Oh, absolutely. And I know that sometimes when I do interviews, I maybe say one or two things that I should keep to myself. I think a podcast is different because there's a lot more context. But sometimes you're talking to an interviewer and you like they like they ask about the gig upcoming and you maybe let slide 
that the promoter is stupid or that there's been a lot of frustrations with the project. I always have a hard time trying to figure out like how open to be, but it just feels like the answer is just be yourself. But has that ever come to bite you in the ass? Has anything ever been printed that you wish wasn't? Uh, not that I can remember. She's a good but person. Again, a good person. That's what it is. She's a good person. <laughs> I also have a bad memory. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I, Do you? Okay. Well, how about this? You know, I. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, in general, when somebody ooh, when somebody asks me a question, uh, I'm usually I usually it goes through like one or two processors before I let it out. So I'm not one of those people that's completely unfiltered. I am filtered, but it's my filter is all, just always on. And so mm. it, it's authentic because I don't have to worry about it because it's auto filter. You know what I mean? And so I try to like keep my cursing to a minimum and I'll say I'll curse every once in a while. And I, I don't generally talk about people in a shady way. So Okay, it's so just, drag me. I got it. Then yeah, I feel yeah, free. Because I do it all the time. I'm free. <laughs> but when do you think that you started like media training yourself? Like when do you when did you Bitch, start putting those I filters did it, in? My it's because I was raised by right? a pack of wolves. Because <laughs> I was raised <laughs> by women who were all college level educators. Uh. And that sense of discipline, that sense of decorum when you're talking, just, it just, what they installed it in my brain. I had, I was defenseless. Do you have notes for someone who doesn't have a filter and then, um, but also doesn't regret when they say terrible things? Uh, you speak every, every single thing you say, Speak as though everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Whoop! <laughs> well, they've tried to, and it never worked. <laughs> yeah, who are you just saying that you were trying to tell them to lawyer up? Oh no, yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody. I think I think a lot of I think a lot of queens that are younger queens. I think baby queens get taken advantage of a lot. Because of the opportunity of maybe being on TV or the opportunity of maybe being a part of something that they wouldn't normally be a part of. But in, they just say yes to it. But there's like a lot of stuff in contracts that you should have a lawyer look at because you are a 25-year-old queen. <laughs> Who's working in an industry where everyone gets taken advantage really have of. a lot of protections in the beginning in the first place yeah i think it you know we all come from like a nightlife background Mm -hmm. where it's a little sort of wild west it's a little cash it's a little here it's a little do this for me do that for you and now the Mm -hmm. especially now this is so like um apparent in this like moment that we're in of pride where all of these people that were like oh i know them as like a go-go boy and now they're doing like a pride campaign with a brand like did they get properly compensated or and like, the answer is always no i know them they as didn't. a dj and like now all of a sudden they're curating like playlists at this like high level and it's like did they just get taken advantage of yeah i don't know i think a lot of times yeah they i mean do. who knows i hope not but i I'll say that even recently with myself, I was talking to some of my, my reps and folks that I work with who, who try to look out for me. And we were just having a conversation about like, 
you know, what, what my earnings have been and what I'm doing and like just kind of just taking stock of everything. And I, and I think a lot of artists and creatives do this in the first place. Right. We are willing to, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a small margin between the time where you really need to shut the hell up and pay your dues and, and just, you're, you know, you feel like you're the only one, but you're not. And so you have to pay your dues and you have to bust your ass and learn the ropes. And sometimes that means getting a lower pay. Mm -hmm. That just comes with a part of the territory. There's a small margin between that moment and then the moment at which, okay, you really come into your own and now you're able to ask what you want. And, And I think it's hard to tell where that line is. And so even myself, even recently with all these sort of accolades that you had mentioned in during when you were introducing me, I forget all that. And I'm sometimes like, okay, um, could you give me taxi fare? Like, right. whatever. Oh, right, 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 and... right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I okay, so let me ask you, the Janet Jackson tribute video, which oh is, like, God. so incredible. <gasps> <gasps> Watching <laughs> you dance like that, I was out of breath. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, she's doing the Janet Oh, she, you did it you all. You, like, did every step. I was de- I was definitely out of breath. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah, why you know, did you learned... react that way when I brought that up? Because I was remembering how out of fucking breath I was. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. What, what inspired that? I learned the dance. Huh? What inspired you to do that? It was her birthday, right? I learned it. Uh, well, it was her birthday, but I learned it. I learned the dance that day. Just kidding. I learned the dance um, 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> a long time ago. when it, 29 years. Okay. Something. Okay. Uh, when it came out. Um, and I fell in love with it right away. And I know I'm not the only one. There are lots of people. And and those, those dance moves really are iconic. Even if you see a music video today, it'll have a lot of the same sort of choreography. You can tell that a lot of these videos are inspired by the original choreography. So a lot of the dance moves of Janet Jackson, certainly the choreography of that uh, music video, which is choreographed by Tina Landon, legendary choreographer. And she's been a wonderful dancer and and everything for, for very long. I think that moment, that music video, her choreography started to become iconic. Um, and so I remembered it, honey. I had, I don't care what stage in my life, if you were around me for, and I got, we were fr- familiar and friendly with each other, I had your ass up in a Janet Jackson dance routine group. Like we were doing it after, after high school. We did a college group. We did a group, I was a camp counselor, honey. Not only was I teaching Janet Jackson dance classes at the camp to the, to the, um, to the campers, I was teaching Janet Jackson uh, dance class to the counselors. Everybody that was there, anybody who had arms and legs, you're going to be doing this Janet Jackson routine with me. (laughs) 
Okay, so for this Janet video, my question is you talked about doing things to pay your dues versus doing things when you're being paid appropriately. This to me feels like a tribute. So was this self-finance? Because this is a thing that I go through all the time. I go, as an artist, I want to do this thing. So I got to pay all this shit. And it's like at a certain level, you still got to do that mm -hmm. versus when, you know, some brand comes in and says, oh, we want to pay you coin to do this thing. Yeah, I, this was a, um, a passion project for me. Uh, like I said, I would I would dance Janet Jackson, whatever, at the drop of a hat anytime. And it it's funny because it wasn't um, it's just a coincidence or something that I hadn't really done a lot of Janet Jackson music or performances or anything since people have known, like since I've been just like you know working a lot as a drag entertainer and traveling and obviously after doing Drag Race and things like that. There's really no, you know, we, you mentioned earlier that, like, the internet lives on. There's no internet footage of me doing this because I was doing oh, it right. when things were just on VHS. Right. And so I was like, you know what? Before my knees give out, <laughs> I better put this on on tape for real. Um, and I obviously, I was like, you know what? I have a little bit of coins saved and I can spend them i can save them all and and put a down payment for a house or i can make a janet jackson video okay. and i decided Girl. to make a janet jackson video perfect <laughs> we, and we love to see it now you mentioned vhs when i met you in new york uh i remember i, I did your party a couple times which party uh at the ritz it was do called right thursday night what was it called do the right thing do the right thing. Do the right thing. And uh, I remember, I think we went out to a meal or something with Caswell. We were eating at a diner, whatever it was. But I remember you were talking about, oh, I'm getting ready to go to Poland. Yeah, I go over with Poland, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That was my, I was the first Rue girl to do, to be in Poland. Girl, but this was far before RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I remember you were, like, touring with Adam Joseph. You would, like, tour... Um, Eastern Europe and like do all of these mm -hmm. international gigs off your VHS tape music videos like pre-internet <laughs> talking about put a dollar in my titty that's where I got oh. my song Da Money from uh. I stole it off of Peppermint because she back in the day would do put a dollar in my titty and then I'm on the remix of that song on her EP remix <laughs> oh my god it's true Wait, and so you, they were booking you based off of like your music videos that you were creating and like sending around, and like yeah, playing you know, clubs? I mean that, yeah, that, and also the fact that we folks in New York at the time, you, I mean, look when the when the I guess when bars and club owners, the beginning of the the drag eco sphere where they <laughs> the the notion of booking other entertainers, queer entertainers from one place to another, to this place and kind of ha having these traveling entertainers, you know, it, it was really at first kind of fueled through New York and these bar and club owners would come to New York, I guess on their vacations. And obviously to see what, I guess the nightclubs in New York oh. are doing and they would meet all the entertainers and then they would book us to go. And that's how I got the first time I ever left the country was to go to, England. I had just done a performance um, 
of one of probably one of my original songs at the HX Awards. I'll never forget, which was HX was a gay magazine and um at Nightlife magazine. And they had um somehow somebody at HX magazine had the hookup and probably slept with somebody Ooh. who uh, had the keys to Lincoln Center. Uh, uh. Like legendary Lincoln Center. And so our gay asses were up in there at Lincoln Center. And I was the queen, honey. I won Drag Queen of the Year. And I was doing my um, performance. Honey, it's lovely. It's on It's on YouTube. Um, and it was like, we had this lovely stage. I felt like I was on Broadway. And I was like, my goodness, this is really high class. Uh, and that, that was the year that these folks from from England were there, and they were like, "We love, we love you. We want." Okay, can't do it. Stop. Do it. Try it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on, come on. We love you. We love you, Pippa Man. All right, vibes. Our vibes. You come over to England, yeah. And um, and they brought me out, and that was actually the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I came out there. Uh, several times, probably like 10, 10 times, like 10 years in a row, um, doing shows uh, with the the boys down at XXL Nightclub in England, um, which is a bear nightclub mm-hmm. party. Um, and anyways, and so double, that's how they would do it. They, they There was no, large. obviously there was no Instagram. It was pre beginnings right. of Facebook. That must and, have been so you nice. Know, to hear Jackie B and, and Lady Bunny talk about pre-Instagram drag, just felt like you could really do anything you wanted to do, and there was no consequences. You could, and you and you was you could be in the club, and the only thing that would live on would be the lore, like people. What right? Yes. And that was just based on their their like kind of recollection of whatever they crawled out from I feel under. Like I would have you know, arrived back then, except yes. for the drugs were probably pretty bad. But you're also really good on the internet, Meatball. You're funny. Oh. But the thing, the thing that yeah. I'm always curious, the, the letdown that I get, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, you do fun things, you're okay. The letdown I always get is like when people talk about some incredible performance, and then the video does surface, and it's like, eh. <laughs> oh, I see that all the time, where people will talk about like an iconic thing that happened, and you're like, oh well, I have to find it, and then you watch it, and you're like. See, it was better when you just told it. But that's the and thing. And they were there, yes. right? Yeah. They were at the performance. Because in person, it has a totally different Absolutely. effect than like through your phone it really or the video. Does. And part of it is maybe the drinking and the drugs, you know, and like the delusion. But the other part of it <laughs> is real. Is I do think that there's a certain magic. Certainly, there's a magic Certainly. to this. Is this is the reason? Yes. Why Broadway performances? are not videotaped. They want you to go to Broadway and watch the show and 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 tell all your friends about it, but obviously no pictures. They tell you to turn off your phones. There's none of that stuff. And so that probably works. That's a model that worked, obviously, throughout the past few hundred, couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. But now it's, I don't know if Broadway is going to make it through the next, no. Central well, Meatball just, I just, I just, just, just saw Wicked. I just saw Wicked. You know Wicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you give me the... Ooh, when did you see it? Uh, last week. I saw the black okay. Linda, Brittany Johnson, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. Brittany, mm-hmm. she's great. She was incredible. At one point, she was going down the stairs and my friends went, slay. 
And apparently before she even like got to the bottom of the stairs, everybody in the cast was talking about it. Yeah, she goes through these trap doors and our friends were like front Mushroomed row. out of their mind. And they just whispered they like, slay. <laughs> and she could hear it because she was going through the trap door. And then she tweeted about it and the whole company knew about it. It was like this big moment for Wicked. And then it was... <laughs> It was my. It was the people that I forced to come see the musical. Yeah. But what is it? I, I want to know what your experience like on Broadway was. I know we talked about it a little bit last time you were on the podcast, but now that you've had some distance from it, and you were the first trans uh, leading character on Broadway, originated a role. Originated a role. What was that like? Now that you've been away from it, it was. Uh... It was it was really tough. Like it was a, it was a, a a heavy lift. Uh you know, there's like just being a Broadway entertainer and a person who works on Broadway anyway mm-hmm. is is exhausting because Well, cuz I saw the do, Sunday you know, show and you know, after the matinee, you shouldn't go to the <laughs> Yeah, Sunday honey, TV. matinees are not the the tea. Um <laughs> it's, you know, eight shows a week yeah. and you know, um uh, it's a lot it's very rough. It can be very tough on your body. Uh, and all of that stuff. All that aside, which is a lot and enough and plenty, <laughs> then there's the whole, like, you know, is the queer community going to support the character that I'm playing? Are they going to think I'm doing a bad job of doing the character? Are, are the are the writer, not the writers, the, um, the, crit, crit, the Broadway critics going to hate the show and make say it's my fault that mm. the show is bad? And so, like, all of that's going in, what's going on in my head. Uh, and and on top of that, I felt a real responsibility mm. to um, use, use the momentum that we had from, from the show, which is a very, Head Over Heels is a very, like, que- very progressive kind of show. Um, and using the momentum from that show, from the story, from everything, uh, to try to affect a little bit of change in real life. Um, Starting with the company and the actors and the creatives, the people that were there behind the scenes working on the show, maybe they hadn't had a conversation about pronouns, the people in the show, like the actors. Um, And, and, you know, obviously these are open-minded people. Yeah. You know, they're creative people, but they weren't necessarily up to speed on, trans folks and non-binary folks and and gender expressions and things like that. Um, do, you, do you ever feel like you just want to like do the gig? And not have to have <laughs> the response. You use the word responsibility and it's like, it is. It's like, it's an added pressure onto you that no one else there had to feel. Because we all know you're like talented and a good time gal, but we also like, I, I know for me, like I see you as this like elevated person now yeah. who like hosts the GLAAD Awards and, you know, hobnobs with politicians and goes to these fancy events. It's like, you ever just want to kick it? Do you think I don't? As a matter of fact, people, I'm the biggest disappointment because I'm such a, like, I just want to chill. I don't want to go do nothing. I ain't going to no nightclub. I don't ask, don't invite me to anything because, you know, I put so much, I, and I don't know if I do it to myself or there's an expectation sometimes. Certainly, I realized that I wasn't alone in the and the feeling of like needing and wanting to educate the community around me and help mm. blah 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 
after 2020, like during 2020, oh, yeah. I realized, okay, I'm not the only one who's feeling a little bit of damn fatigue from educating people about systemic racism or about, you know, queer ideals. And, you know, another great thing that did come out of 2020, I think, uh, is a lot more companies, corporations, businesses, and things like that took an interest or were intentional about having and holding these conversations in their own spaces, getting Mm -hmm. diversity, uh, DEI trainers and and people who are specialists to come in and have conversations about these different things that we were talking about out on the street and protesting. And that finally made its way onto Broadway because for the longest time, you know, know, like if you knew somebody who's a gay and a dancer in New York, chances are he was working on Broadway, but he would not be the lead in a show because if you're gay, you were not the lead in a show that, the, no. the straight folks were the ro- the leading roles were reserved for the he- cisgender hetero folks and all the gays are the backup folks that's the old model of Broadway yeah. that's obviously changing um and well, that's like so a, there really like wasn't a lot way. of <laughs> I'm just kidding you'd like to, you'd like to keep it that way no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, like, so damn the work we're minute. doing doesn't I'm matter to you? you right <laughs> yeah, you really turned. I'm, that's gonna be the clip. <laughs> oh, you want to keep it that oh, way, bitch? That way. <laughs> Wait, no, Pep. But I just saw you post. I just uh, saw you post on your Instagram. You just went and saw <clears throat> a strange loop, right? Oh, <gasps> I went and saw a strange loop. Yeah, and this show is. Chef's Kiss, correct? The show, it's oh my gosh, it's it's yes, it's Chef's Kiss. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's like it's if if it's if it's a Chef's Kiss, it is like the most complex flavors mm. that a chef could make you mm. that that you've that you've never tasted before, and they and you wouldn't think that they would go together, and they go together, and they're delicious, and you want more, but it's just the perfect bite, but it still leaves you wanting more. It's all of that. Mm. And um, mm. no, I'm salivating. You know. no, not yet. Now I'm hungry. You describe food in yeah. general, and I'm and salivating. We're both, just like, we're both right, like, well, now it's time to eat. Okay. Yeah, I've heard incredible things about this show, and it feels like exactly what you're talking about about a shift in who's in the lead uh, on a in a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I of course. I mean, I wanted to go see the show because it's the most Tony nominated show mm-hmm. right now, and it. You know, they're the sh- I didn't realize the show's been going that they've been working on the show for like over a decade. Oh, know? I definitely knew like um, years ago before the pandemic, it was being workshop. Where do they do a run of it at? Like Playwrights Horizons or Circle in, in the DC, Square? I think, those. and uh, definitely play play Playwrights right. Horizon. And then it, I guess it's out of town was in DC. And Larry Owens um, used to play the role for a while. I love Larry Owens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it's just, it's so, it's good. It's, it's very now. It just feels so now, especially this show wouldn't, it's long overdue, but I don't see how this show could have come to Broadway before 2020, to be quite Mm. honest with you, just because people's minds were not as open to having these conversations about blackness, queerness, uh, you know, folks who are like, 
curvy and you know the whole the whole like it's like the whole no fats no femmes and no Asians and no blacks uh, turn it on its head or no. it's that Beautiful. come to life <laughs> You can't what do, did she say, you can't like, do those like, jokes when no we're fats, dealing no with... Fems, no, and I went, let's bring it back. I said, you can't do those jokes when we have shitty internet to deal with, okay? Oh, true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, wait, I have one more question for We got to take a break. Uh, okay, well, I, after the break... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. We're back okay. with our last segment here with world famous peppermint. I gotta what tell is your you, question? I just spent two days in New York. It felt like a month long. <laughs> do, uh, do you see yourself living you. in New York for forever? Because I, I used to live there. I loved it, but this this trip was the first time that I was like, I might be too old to live here. <laughs> Well, Peppermint's rich. So. You know, yeah, New York does. I have a love-hate relationship with New York. Yeah. And, you know. The, the fucking filthy it, I love it. Sometimes it hates me. Um, and it is it is exhausting. It, 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 it requires so much energy to just stand mm-hmm. up and be standing walking through that city. It feels like it takes so much more energy. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I think that's true. I do appreciate it though, and maybe it's just because I'm tuned to the, to that right now. Yeah. Uh, because the energy that comes out of me goes into the city and other people, and then it gets reverberated back to me. New York is so one of the most exhausting me places problem. to be. Huh? So you're saying it's a it's me a problem? problem. <laughs> it's a me ball problem. The. <laughs> um. The I'd say New York is definitely one of the places. Yes, it's exhausting to be, and yes, it takes it's it is just exhausting. There's no other way you got to walk everywhere, you got to do everything. But it's also the one city that I've been to, and I've been to a lot of cities that Brag. just flying into the city, there's a vibration. Oh, oh yeah, that the city has like you can feel you can feel that you're coming into New York, and and it feels like the city has a like a a spirit or its own kind of personality. I don't really experience that other places. Yeah, so much, so much, so Alicia Keys sang that song. New York, Mm -hmm. concrete jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of singing, I would be remiss if we don't talk about your music, Peppermint, because you are going on your first solo music tour this July. Am I correct? It's true, Dipper. I'm excited. <laughs> That's good. You're welcome, Ken. <laughs> Where all are you going? Come on, Kenneth. Oh, honey, I'm going to the East Coast. I'm going to the West Coast. And I'm going to um, Midwest. <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Somewhere, somewhere in Actually, no. My whole Midwest leg is Chicago. Work. <laughs> There's a lot to we there's a Chicago. lot to happen, and this is uh, this is mu- you'll be performing music from your project Letters to My Lovers. This is correct. Yes, that's true. Letters to My Lovers is a whole project that was written, and I think I talked about it a little bit last time I was with y'all. Yeah, because um, you were working yeah, on it. Uh, yeah, I was in a, a relationship, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and we broke up, 
but it was honestly the best relationship that I had had up to that point. I love no, 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 no. I love this perspective. No, fuck that. No, I love this perspective. I what, think it's bitch? such a mature and amazing thing to to like identify. Oh, we broke up, but that was the best relationship. Like that is such a cool way to think about it because so many people are salty. I'm grateful for it. Listen, See? you know, and maybe maybe it's because of what I haven't had in the past okay. in relationships uh, and haven't had access to. And, you know, I sit around with my girlfriends and we commiserate all the time about the men, about how they treat us, about the shitty things that they do. And it just seems like there's so much more of that. And it does make, I know I'm not the only one, make you say, well, good group. There just aren't any good people yeah. left, let alone men <laughs> to date. Um, but then, you know, I had the good grace to meet this one. And, and to, to be fair to myself, I've been in a few relationships, a handful of relationships over the past several many years, and each one has gotten better. And I think maybe that's a testament to me. Maybe yes. I'm learning more, Not maybe really. I'm growing, or maybe the world's just changing, or maybe it's all of it. Um, but this one was definitely the best one in that he was, um, first of all. We talking cock? <laughs> okay, there we go. I just need to make sure you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> That's the first thing. You're talking, okay. you're talking um, cock? <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. It was lovely, darling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so then, much so you wrote a fucking album about Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And then we ended up, you know, he wanted to take me, like, go go out to meet his friends. He wanted to introduce me to his friends. I met his mom. Uh, wow. It was like a real connection, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was in love. And and so there was some, it was wonderful. Like, what? how we broke up, why we broke up for the first time, it wasn't because I found out he was actually married. Or that he was, oh. you know, whatever, had these issues. Whatever. It was just because we we were just going two different directions in life. Yeah. Right. And and he we still loved each other. And it was a normal kind of thing. And I'm happy to be, be in a relationship that we could just break up because of something that's just real and normal. Right. Yeah, not, not, you know, some other problem. Not a big drama. That I can't help. Well, so yeah. what is your uh, show? Like, what's the plan? What, what can, can people expect? expect? What can we expect? Yeah, it's like, Are we going to get a little bit of a I mean, it's, stronger you know, than oh, yesterday. You did that double clap. You're the only one who did the double you clap. You know about the double clap. Are you going to do some <laughs> dancing on your, on your tour? Uh, there's not gonna be any dancing, Whoop. really. Right. I might not do a little shimmy or something, but this is Pull really, you know, I've done other shows. I've done other drag shows. I've done other shows where mm -hmm. I'm dancing. And and this Pride, I'm giving you Janet Jackson live performance everywhere I go for Pride. Yeah. So that yes. when I do my tour, I can really focus on the music, the songwriting, the lyrics, Singing. and the story that I'm trying to tell. Uh, because I think it'll be just the right time. Here we are, and not, not to get too deep in things, uh, but here we are after a mass shooting, after mass shooting, after mass shooting, and we all saw on the internet how the, in Texas they're trying to ban drag shows, Girl. right? And so I, th I think our community, after an exhausting pride, is going to 
especially a pride where we might feel the pressure to put out and and not not to put out. <laughs> to, well, I always feel the pressure. I never well, feel pressure. I always choose to. to yeah. <laughs> To to um to expend a lot of energy, especially given how all of this stuff that's going on. Right. And so then after Pride season, that's when my show is going to be um, happening. People can come and see. And I want folks to be able to just come in and engage and hear some queer joy and hear about a black trans woman who didn't get murdered by her partner. Correct. Hear about a a, a queer relationship that didn't end in some type of violence or that we weren't having a situation where somebody was so ashamed to be with me that they couldn't even be seen in public with me. It was none of that. And I want to be able to sing about that so that other people can see, this is my Barbie moment. Laverne Cox gets a Barbie and the world gets to see what a trans woman is like as a Barbie and little kids get to see that. And I don't have no Barbies. So I'm going to do a concert and I'm inviting everybody. That's right. That's awesome. If you're listening out there, go catch Peppermint. Where can people see your dates? On your Instagram? Is there a website? They can go to my... Well, of course, of course I'm going to put it on my, whatchamacallit, um, social media. But they can go to my my website, peppermintonline.com slash events. Um, and I'm going to be in Chicago, Atlanta, Oakland, uh, LA, Ooh. Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Philly, Boston, and La Poisson Rouge in New York, New York. Uh, all that begins on... Um, July, I think the J- July the first. Amazing, oh my gosh, how incredible! And uh, if you haven't yet watched season one of uh, the TV show on Out TV, everyone can get that everywhere, right? Call me mother. Oh my god! Yeah, you just go to the internet and then download the Out TV app, and you can watch it. You have to sign up. It's just like oh, how all the other ones are working these days. You got to join. Yeah. And that's with Crystal from uh, uh, Drag, Drag Race Soul. UK, who we have met. Yeah, yeah. I love she Crystal. is so a who. And uh, Barbada as well, correct? Who's She's Canadian. Uh-huh, that's true. She's a Canadian, a legendary Canadian, French-Canadian uh, queen. French-Canadian. Uh, and so Ooh. it's three mothers, three houses, three drag houses, and only one winner. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, Meepo wouldn't know about that. She lost the pageant. I did uh, lose. I did lose. So listen, Peppermint. <laughs> the pageant she that, lost was called Drag, drag Queen, Queen of the, of the Year. Year. So Second earlier place. when you were telling that Lincoln Center story and said I, I just won Drag Queen of the Year, it was a little triggering, but that's all right. It's okay. I'm fine. She's got a thick skin. Well, yeah, thick in the fat. middle, too. <laughs> um, all right. Listen, Peppermint, thank you thank so you much so. for being with us on Sloppy Seconds today. We had a wonderful time with you. Where can everyone follow you? We Dipper, are Meatball, I love you both so much. Y'all are both fantastic. Thank you so much for having me at your, well, not at your well, house. Well, not Next at, time I'll come even over. though you Next clearly time are Next time in, in LA and you could just be sitting with us. Well, I'm gonna, anyway, I'm on, your way, I'm on the way to your hotel room right now. Yeah, right? why don't you hit us with the outro, Meatball? Thank you so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email to Sloppy Seconds. Pod at gmail.com or you can call with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram for Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball, Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and Meatball the Drag Queen on TikTok. Don't forget to follow Mom Podcast everywhere at Mom Podcast. That's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And you can sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. And you know what I think the internet deserves? A good portrait of all of us giving us this 
classic finger pose from you, Peppermint. Will you join us? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> to listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.